It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. I think this is a show about food mostly. What is today's show about? That is an excellent question. So we're going to start with a few songs here. Uh, Sometime in the next half hour, we will inform you what today's show is about. If you guess early on, you win. Not sure what, but you win. And we've got three songs about refrigerators, so that's definitely worth something. We're going to start with this one by Nick Lowe. I always figured if I was having trouble coming up with an idea for the show, I would come up with as many songs about refrigerators as possible. Not that I'm having any trouble with that, but just so happens I've got three refrigerator songs on me. Let's start with Nick Lowe from the album Party of One, Refrigerator White. Your cold, pretty baby like the Utah night. So white, so white, refrigerator white. Everything about my refrigerator white. You call pretty mama like a Utah night. Everything about my refrigerator white. Well, talk to me, baby, loud as you can. Don't you know that I was sent to be your man? Still deep to me, and that ain't right.
Thank you, Nick Lowe. That is Refrigerator White. You're cold, pretty mama, like the Utah night. What else can I say from that song lyric? All Men Are Liars. No, that's a different song entirely. Uh, You're an iceberg baby of five feet four. I ain't never seen nothing like you before. One-fifth showing, four-fifths hid. See, a true artist can say that without stammering. That's Nick Lowe. And this is a song about food, about a refrigerator. This is a show about food. And we're going to talk about a couple of events going on this weekend. One of them is the Maker Fair Detroit 2010. It's happening at the Henry Ford. Are you missing something? The Henry Ford... Actually, it's not. It's the Henry Ford Museum Complex. They just call it the whole ball of wax the Henry Ford now, just for simplicity, because it's two words instead of three. And the Maker Fair is happening on July 31st, Saturday, and August 1st, Sunday. Now, according to this here piece of information, Maker Fair is filled with things you've never seen before in the same place. You will meet hackers, artists, scientists, tinkerers, roboticists roboticists, educators, chefs, chefs, musicians, photographers, crafters, cyclists, mechanics, automakers, really, metal workers, engineers, physicists, and puppeteers, and many more. Roboticists. I wasn't aware of that word. And in the Metro Times, there's a pile of of pictures of things you may see in the Maker Fair at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn. There are more than 250 of these Maker folks. Well, what sort of things are you going to see there? Well, one of them is the amazing, I call this amazing, I haven't seen it, but it's the Sashimi Tabernacle Choir Art Car. And needless to say, what else do you do with fish but plaster them on your car? And you're going to see that there. Also, a bunch of technology stuff going there. Hacker spaces, electronics. Uh, There's going to be a clothes hacking station. Now, I don't know if that means actually you're going to steal the clothes over the Internet, or does that mean that you're going to go into somebody else's clothing website and change the colors and all the clothes they carry, or are you just going to actually hack at them with a knife and make them even more valuable overseas? These are things you'll have to find out by going to the Maker Fair. There's going to be a robotics section of this with BSR, Big Scary Robot. I am intimidated by that. The Cooler Bot. See, this is, refrigeration is the theme of today's show. Wow, that was quick. A Cooler Bot, and in fact, an Egg Bot such as an egg, which you might put in a refrigerator, which might be white. There's also going to be a DJA A4 electric vehicle. There will be musical acts, hands-on science for kids, rocket building, a monster chess set. Wow. All this stuff, fire arts. I've never used fire to make art, but there you go. These are all at the Detroit Maker Fair, which is going to be at the Henry Ford complex in Dearborn this Saturday and Sunday. And you can find out more about it at thehenryford.org slash makerfair. Fair, by the way, is F-A-I-R-E. That's makerfair, F-A-I-R-E. Now, aside from songs about refrigerators, we've got poems about refrigerators. In fact, upwards of two poems about refrigerators. I think I'm going to read the shorter one first. I want to thank David, who has done a fine job with the TV TBA show that we just heard and has been doing so for a while. Recommended to be this poem, This Is Just to Say, by William Carlos Williams. This is the poem. 
I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox, and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me, they were delicious, so sweet and so cold. There it is. This is Just to Say by William Carlos Williams. It lo- this looks like it calls for another song about refrigeration. This one rather loosely about refrigeration. This one by Momus from his album, The Little Red Songbook. This is called Old Friend, New Flame. This guy is sinister, one of the most sinister songwriters ever. You know, you don't often come across a truly sinister songwriter, but this guy, Momus... Well, he meets this friend, and somewhere in the middle of this party, he ends up at a refrigerator, and he gets these uh, magnetic letters, and he starts pushing them around and doing stuff with them. It's a sordid tale, and I just want to say I'm sorry in advance for the poor guy who used to be Momus's friend in this song. And just to say there is a slightly borderline kind of adult-ish mention of something in here, just so you know. Here is Momus, and uh, look out if you're friends with him. Just look out for him especially if you're standing to his back. I went with a friend of mine I hadn't seen in years To a party that would end in tears He told me on the phone his new lover was appealing Beautiful and young, probably worth stealing My friend's new squeeze He'd always been alone Now he had somebody Stuck by the fridge door Bored by the disco sounds I find magnetic letters Started to push them up round Just stay away from that guy. At, uh, that was Momus. <sighs> that was old friend, new flame, I'm telling you. Well, you know, it's funny that I played some Nick Lowe earlier, and on that album that I played earlier is a song called You Stabbed Me in the Front. Momus could perhaps do a version of that song. I tell you, a sinister songwriter, I'm just saying. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food, extremely loosely at times. We've had two songs about refrigerators now, and one poem and counting. No balls, no strikes, no fouls. But we do talk about fouls a lot, chickens and such, but that may come for a later show. Now, this is important news. Uh, Winston Churchill's fall... Now, here's an example of where teeth might come in handy. (laughs) 
Winston Churchill's false teeth have sold today. You are probably asking yourself, how long is it going to take for them to sell Winston Churchill's false teeth? This I read in the Associated Press earlier this week. Part of a set of dentures used by Winston Churchill to disguise a lisp is going on sale. Not true, it turns out. Yes, it was going on sale. Yes, it has been sold at auction today, but not to disguise a lisp. Let me tell you this. A partial set of dentures used by former British leader Winston Churchill, described as the teeth that saved the world, sold at auction today for approximately $23,700, which is about 15,000 pounds. The upper dentures, one of several sets specially made for the wartime prime minister, were crucial for maintaining his distinctly slurred speaking style famous from World War II-era radio broadcasts. From childhood, Churchill had a very distinctive natural lisp. He had trouble with his S's, said Jane Hughes, who is head of learning at London's Hunterian Museum, a medical museum run by the Royal College of Surgeons. He wanted to maintain the lisp because he was already so well known for it, she said. The dentures wouldn't quite connect with the top of the mouth, but that was on purpose. It's beautiful. Winston Churchill's dentures have sold for approximately $23,000 in auction in London. That is quite beautiful. Now, another British fellow—actually, British lady in this case, I correct myself— Ivy Bean, who became an online celebrity as the oldest known user of Twitter, has died this week at the age of 104 years old. Pat Wright, the manager of the care home where she lived in Bradford, northern England, says Bean died peacefully early yesterday. Wright says Bean grabbed new technology. She would try anything. Bean joined Twitter in 2008 and amassed more than 56,000 followers. They included Sarah Brown, wife of former Prime Minister Gordon Brown, who tweeted yesterday, Sad to hear the news of Ivy Bean's passing. A great spirit and sense of humor, highly respected senior ambassador for Twitter. Bean's last tweet was July 6th. It read, Going to have my lunch now. We'll be back later. Ivy Bean, thank you for being who you were and will always be. Absolutely. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It is a show about food in spite of everything. We're going to hear another song about refrigerators now. I'm afraid that if I don't play a fourth one, I'm just going to play this one. It's going to be okay. So I found this CD at a garage sale, a group called The Abe Lincoln Story. And it says here, the audience is baking. I don't know what that message on the CD means. But the album is called We're Having a Dance Party with with the Abe Lincoln Story. And the song is simply called refrigerator.
Whoa, I heard another song coming. Gradley, Gradley stopped that off at the pass. Stopped that off at the pass. Slammed my hand in the refrigerator. Yeah, that was Refrigerator by the Abe Lincoln story. That's the name of the group. It's nothing to do with Abe Lincoln. I don't know if he had a refrigerator. Probably not. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. And I want to... This is the audience participation part of the show, sort of, because, well, it's kind of hard. I can't talk to you on the air right now. That is to say, if you call me, I can't really talk to you on the air. But I want to tell you that the Fourth From Its Hinges art show is happening this weekend. It's happening tonight and also happening this Friday and Saturday. There is a website, fourthfromitshinges.com, and I'm looking for information beyond that. There's a list of musicians and visual artists. I'll mention some of the musicians. Shigeto, Sunhammer, Charles Trees, Man the Hunter, Bill Jacks, James T. Cotton, and Mingus Rood are among the musicians at the Fourth From Its Hinges show. Visual artists including uh, Ben Saginaw, William Spencer, Jocelyn Gottlieb, uh, Peter Baker, and others, and uh, Megan Rotary as well. This is all at Fourth From Its Hinges now. Almost all the time you can find Fourth From Its Hinges, and you probably can. I just don't see that on the website right here. They tend to be located at the complex of buildings that is across from the Ann Arbor Airport. Usually, if you go up State Street, heading towards Ellsworth, you will start seeing signs pointing you toward Fourth From Its Hinges, and that way you can find this place. That's probably where they are right now, and probably where they will be today, tomorrow, and the next day. I just don't have the information directly in front of me, but Fourth From Its Hinges, a wide variety of visual arts, from painting to electronic arts, all sorts of things, live music, all of that. Today, tomorrow, and Saturday, Fourth From Its Hinges. And there's a website, fourthfromitshinges.com, where you can see some more information and also a little bit of uh, example, a little bit of examples of some of the artists and their work. Now, this is a show broadly about refrigerators. We talked about an icebox earlier, technically not a refrigerator, but I, I got away with it because I said so. This is a longer poem called Refrigerator by Thomas Lux. It was written in 1957. More like a vault, you pull the handle out, and on the shelves, not a lot. And what there is, a boiled potato in a bag, a chicken carcass under foil, looking dispirited, drained, mugged. This is not a place to go in hope or hunger. But just to the right of the middle of the middle door shelf, on fire, a lit from within red, heart red, sexual red, wet neon red, shining red in their liquid, exotic, aloof, slumming in such company, a jar of maraschino cherries, three-quarters full, fiery globes like strippers at a church social. Maraschino cherries, maraschino, the only foreign word I knew. Not once did I see these cherries employed, not in a drink, not on top of a glob of ice cream, or just pop one in your mouth, not once. The same jar there, th- oh, oh. the same jar there through an entire childhood of dull dinners, bald meat, Pocked peas and see above boiled potatoes. Maybe they came over from the old country, family heirlooms, or were status symbols brought with a piece of the first paycheck from a sweatshop which beat the pig farm in Bohemia, handed down from my grandparents to my parents to be someday mine, then my child's. They were beautiful, and I never, and, oh, they were beautiful, and if I never ate one, it was because I knew it might be missed or because I knew it would not be replaced and because you do not eat that which rips your heart with joy. Wow. 
That is Refrigerator, a poem by Thomas Lux. Yes, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Moving on to something less distinguished and less dignified. This is from the Associated Press. A food industry executive armed with the secret to the nooks and crannies in Thomas English muffins cannot work for a rival. So there. A U.S. appeals court ruling this week stops Chris Botticella of Trabuco Canyon, California, from moving to rival Hostess. Thomas's parent company, Bimbo Bakeries, says he is one of just seven people who knows its English muffin secrets. Bimbo says Botticella worked for it for months after accepting a job for Hostess in Houston. Bimbo sued to stop the move, fearing he would divulge trade secrets about the nooks and crannies. Courts must balance a company's right to guard trade secrets against an employee's right to switch jobs. In this case, the appeals court says Botticella can be banned from Hostess while the lawsuit plays out. Hmm. My, my. And other news here. This is a sort of an example of justice here. We care a lot about cows on Pandora's Lunchbox. We've had escaped cows and other such things. And sometimes the cows get the best of the people, and that is very exciting news. A man in Vermont is going to jail for his part in a vandalism spree. And that's got to be one of the best phrases ever. A vandalism spree that damaged six fiberglass cows installed around downtown Burlington, Vermont, as part of a public art project. Yes, that's right. 21-year-old Christopher Newton and another man allegedly tried to push over two of the four-foot-tall sculptures after a night of drinking on May 18th. Newton's Newton's foot was broken when one of the 150-pound cows fell on him. So there, the cows triumph. Fiberglass cows, though. Anyway, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're wrapping it up pretty soon here. In the meantime, I just want to recap the fact that we have a couple of interesting events coming up this weekend. Fourth from its hinges, the art and music and creative everything's going on show. At the complex of buildings across from the Ann Arbor Airport, there will be signs pointing you in the direction it is tonight and Friday and Saturday. Also, the Detroit Maker Fair or perhaps it's the Maker Fair Detroit, happening at the Henry Ford Complex. That's happening this Saturday and Sunday. Again, Maker Fair is filled with things you'd never see before in the same place. Hackers, artists, scientists, tinkerers, roboticists, educators, chiefs, musicians, chiefs, chefs. Sorry. Musicians, photographers, crafters, cyclists, mechanics, automakers, metal workers, engineers, physicists, puppeteers, and many, many more. You can find out all about this at, it's coming, at thehenryford.org. Thehenryford.org slash Maker Fair. And fair is spelled F A I R E. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for letting that happen. Now, we talked earlier about Nick Lowe and about a song called You Stabbed Me in the Front, and it occurred to me we should just play that because there are some mighty fine foods that you might stab in the front, and we might as well put a happy face on it, don't you think? It's all about food, isn't it? Well, coming up in just a moment, Arwolf will help us to face the music. Thank you for tuning in. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Yeah. 
WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. It's 7 o'clock. Time for Face the Music. Francis Poulon. <laughs> 